0: No! Rebel Nation, welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Gary Darby, Chuck Roundsville, and Gordon Ford. And straight ahead to the five, to the two, to the one. In the end zone is Jerry and Ely. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Bringing you the lowdown on everything with Ole Miss Athletics. Here's side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Don't just sit on the sidelines, be part of the show. Text in your questions and comments to 662 426 1093. That's 62-426-1093.
1: I guess you don't have to,
0: but you need to. Deal for Rodriguez. He'll go coast to coast, one-handed stuff
2: with a right hand.
0: Swung on, fly ball, deep field. That ball is long, gone, headed toward the scoreboard. Hit right below it, and the Rebels take a one to nothing lead on a bomb by Tim Elko. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. Now here's your host, Gary Darby.
3: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Gary Darby with you, along with my friend Chuck and Gordon. Gentlemen, how are we
4: doing? Great.
3: Wonderful, anytime man. we're
4: anytime we're six and zero, I'm doing fine.
3: Hasn't happened uh, over history uh, in a few years. Been a little bit so <laughs> good. Number nine in the country. Hang out there for a couple of weeks.
4: Hey, all's good, man. All's good. A
3: little slow start to the to the deal in Nashville, but once things got rolling, really with uh, about what a minute and a half left to go in the second quarter, when they went boom, boom, boom down there, got it back within three. It was ridiculous. Only scored fifty two points on less than nineteen minutes of possession time.
4: Yeah, well, that's, that's a quick lot. strike, <laughs> quick strike. That's that's their mo, no question about it.
3: One play to Mingo here, one play to Mingo there, and uh, and in the end zone, uh, they win.
4: Man, I was good. To, it was so good to see him having a coming out party. 'Cause he, he's kinda been not missing, but we need his he he we need him to be dynamic and he was dynamic Saturday.
3: And it was also good to see Watkins get involved. Yep. Right. I yep. mean we Things have been said about getting that third receiver that he was going to be it. We talked about it in our pregame show before the game. And then number 11 has come in these last two games and shown, I think, what he can do.
4: No question. It's particularly with Jalen Robinson still still struggling yeah. with his hamstring. I, I don't know what's what the deal is with that young man, but he just can't seem to get well.
3: We will tonight get a chance to talk to Walker Jones of the Grove Collection. He'll come up in our first segment of things here at about 6:09, 6:10, we'll have your text messages presented by Canon Cleary McGraw. That number is 662 1093 Do the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Harry Harrison will join us around 6:30 tonight. We'll talk with him for a few minutes. We'll have the c Spire Connerly Trophy watch list. We'll get into some recruiting. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all of that. On today's program. Gordon, did you go to Nashville?
5: I did not, but I watched it on TV and, you know, it was a, a great game. I mean, Jackson Dark kind of his coming out party. And then one of the weirdest things is, is, I'm watching Lane Kiffin on the sideline. He starts out with a white shirt on, and he's got a red shirt, and then he's got a blue sweat top. You know, he was multi-smart. Yeah.
4: He's, he's
5: showing Most, all
4: the different little
3: uh, drip, yeah. as
5: they call it, right? Yeah.
4: I think he must be superstitious too. They weren't playing very well in his first outfit. Yeah, I guess
5: he changed shirts because of that. I mean, I was like, you know, seeing they're wearing white. And then,
4: I know. did say that
3: because somebody had mentioned that in the social media, and he said that the white hoodie was well, outscored Vandy 35 to 8.
6: Yeah. So, yeah.
3: yeah, there may be a little something to that, right? Maybe a little something to that. A lot of things happening in the world of sports. And don't forget, because the Auburn game will be an 11 a.m. early start God. for us. The night before we're on the square watching basketball, right? We've got that going on. Mm -hmm. So you can come into town for that and they announced today that old Miss LSU two thirty on CBS. You okay with that in Baton Rouge?
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. I I don't want a night game in Baton Rouge, but I'm sure Chuck's house and watch it. I sure (laughs) would like to have some night games in in Oxford. Some
3: friend of mine says, Hey, I'm coming in. Are you gonna be going to the game? And it's well yeah, and if
4: it's anything like
3: last time, I was the first one in the parking garage at 5:45 a.m. You really want to see me? Come on down, baby.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah.
3: the quick answer was no. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you alone.
4: We'll catch you after the game. <laughs> <laughs> little,
3: little little early start uh, to to the things coming up on Saturday. Hey, Yancey Porter is part of this thing too, and it's the five things now with Yancey. Brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. Our friend Steve Grantham, currently running. Nine Outback Steakhouse locations in Mississippi and Tennessee. Let's out back and let's listen to Yancey. Well, and uh, not sure what happened there, but uh, unable to get the things, the five things from Yancey. Maybe I can figure it out during the commercial break.
4: This is a look. You don't want to guess. Uh, no, I,
3: I'm looking at these buttons that are pushed, and there doesn't seem to be anything wrong. Um, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I think I've got it now. I think I do, and I think yeah, I've got time to to pull it off. Let's try again, shall we?
7: Thanks, Gary. I thought the first half was maybe the worst half in the Lane Kiffin error. but his staff made the adjustments and totally shut Vanny down in the second half. I love the run stunts on defense and spreading the ball around on offense. There were some whispers going into this game about the staff's ability to make second half adjustments. I believe those questions have been answered. Hello, Jordan Watkins. I've been waiting all season for a third receiver to emerge. I think we found him. Thought number three. If you can find me a better pair of corners than DeAndre Prince and David Agrabosin, please show me. Thought number four. I thought Zach Evans' 22-yard run for a TD in the third quarter was the game-changing play. Zach came up big in this game and had his best day as a Rebel to date in my eyes. And my last thought of the day, I thought the offensive play calling was at its best Saturday. They made Vandy cover sideline to sideline and took the handcuffs off of Jackson Dart. Yes, I love being able to run the ball. Who doesn't? But everyone knows you can't be one-dimensional and get to Atlanta. Haditari.
3: Luckily I had to record Yancey, so we had it. There we go. We'll come back with Walker Jones of the Grove Collective next. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, mama, mama,
1: mama, mama. When you think car, we want you to think Canon. Whether you're in the market for a gas, hybrid, or electric vehicles, our team has got you covered. We're invested in your future, and in seeing that you have the experience you deserve, even after you get your car. Pre-order, or bring home a new Chevrolet Silverado, or a Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle, from Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford, today. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy new road.
3: What does the farm mean to you?
0: You know she's worth it.
8: Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com.
0: You're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
4: Now, a young boy.
3: A little bit later on in the program, we'll chat with Harry Harrison of the Ole Miss Radio Network about the 52-28 win over Vandy and the upcoming thoughts of Auburn. But now, Gary, Chuck, and Gordon, and Walker Jones of the Grove Collective. Mr. Walker Jones, it's been a day or two since I've seen you, so I want to welcome you to the show, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll see each other face-to-face here
9: again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Look forward to chatting.
4: Yeah, man, listen, um, great presentation two Fridays ago uh, before the Kentucky game about the new Grove Collective. I, I don't see how you could listen to your presentation and not be excited about the future of nil that old miss and want to thank you for that um but but i gotta ask you walker what what experience do you have in sports marketing to prepare you for nil <laughs> running
9: well i don't know if anybody has any experience in nil i mean it's a uh, strange new world that we find ourselves in that you know, didn't exist over a year ago. And so everybody's trying to kind of feel their way around a little bit and um, see what parallels they can pull from, from past experiences. You know, uh, really, if, if you think about it, I mean, it's really not so much about NIL. It's really more about Ole Miss. And, you know, in my mind, and I think this is where Ole Miss has always succeeded, is, you know, we always have to be a lot more efficient. Our margin for error is much smaller than, our competitors given the being in the sec and you know the numbers game of the competitors that we go against week in and week out so really it's it's trying to find ways to be more efficient more progressive uh more creative you know coach kiffin had that statement back uh in media days about you know we don't uh we, we try to create a new box we don't work within the same box we try to create a new box and i think that's really kind of the same approach what all regardless of what it is, whether it be NIL, whether it be recruiting, whether it be marketing uh, facilities, I think we always have to, to, to try to find that way to make one dollar spend like three. And, you know, when I was at Under Armour, we were competing against Nike and Adidas. And, you know, we were the third smallest of those three and uh, trying to compete in the sports apparel world against, uh, you know, two of those behemoths that had basically created that whole marketplace. And so we had to find ways to win. Um, and not just rely on a check writing contest or sheer numbers. We had to be really thoughtful, really creative, um, be ahead of the curve, see things around the corner. And, you know, we signed a lot of athletes, not because we paid them more money than our, than those guys, but because we had great marketing plans and great activation plans that those athletes loved. And so I think there's some parallels there. Um, You know, and I said it last Friday, you know, we're not going to get into a check writing contest. We're going to be really, really uh, developmental. Um, Yes, there's a a compensation model here for these athletes, but we're going to give them tools and resources to take that and grow it and make it even better. And I think that's when we succeed uh, at Ole Miss. So, you know, again, NIL is crazy. It's a new world. But I think there's a lot of parallels there that we can uh, draw some efficiencies off.
4: Walker, now that you've dug your heels in a little bit into the NIL, and you, you 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 know you did all your research trying to get ready for this new project, have you had any major surprises at this point?
9: You know, Chuck, I don't, I wouldn't say major surprises. I think um, you know every day there's a new challenge in terms of like trying to figure out how we want to market the Grove Collective, how we want to market our athletes. Uh, again, as I said in the previous question, you know, how do we, how do we want to be more efficient than the other, the other uh, people that we're competing against? Um, and so I think, um, you know, every day that I've gone about this task of, you know, from the, you know, this summer when I was having conversations and trying to learn and analyze the marketplace to now where I'm on board and, you know, fully vested in trying to figure this thing out. I think each day provides. Really need opportunities and challenges, and I said it again: short-term challenges, long-term opportunities, and and uh, that that excites me. And you know, and I think um, I, if, if there was a surprise, I think it was, you know, how um, curious the Ole Miss fan base is to try to help in this space, uh, and how they want to do it right, and how they want to be really impactful, um, and so. You know, I wouldn't say it was as much a surprise as it was um, really a you know, a sigh of relief that we have a large portion of our fan base that was really dying and asking for, hey, how do we do this? And how can we compete in this world? And give us a very simplistic uh, one stop shop to, if we want to take place and, and participate in that, give us that vehicle to do it. And I think that's been really refreshing to see uh, the desire from our fan base uh, with what we're doing with the collective.
4: Well, that answered my next question about how the response has been since your announcement. But uh, I know you're pushing membership numbers. How's that going so far?
9: Well, it's been great. You know, we started I think last Friday morning before the uh, before the press conference on campus. You know, we had uh, right at 300 members. I'm uh, today. We're just ticking up over 700. All right. Uh, so we've doubled. We've doubled our membership, um, and we look. We're going to make it a challenge. We're going to. If you go to our website later this week, you're going to see a member, a real time membership ticker, uh, where we're going to have some goals in there where people can see real time our membership numbers as they change, because uh, we want to give Ole Miss fans a uh, a goal. Dare I use the Jello shot challenge out in Omaha as kind of an example? But. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I think Ole Miss fans love a challenge and if they can see some goals where we can get a thousand, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, five thousand 2500, members, uh, I think they'll jump on board. And, and the cool thing about our membership, Chuck, is, you know, there's something for everybody in there, you know, literally starting at $10 a month, um, to as high as you want to go. And there's benefits laid out, uh, tiered across all those different levels. So I really, we really wanted to be thoughtful about the membership plan and, and create a a level for literally everybody that uh, wants to help here, whether it be current students, young alumni, old alumni, people in the middle. Uh, So I think if you go to our website at com, you'll see a little bit of something for everybody. And and the response has been really phenomenal over the last, you know, 8 to 10 days.
4: Yeah. And, and no, and no donation is too small. You appreciate them all. Obviously. Oh, when when yeah. do you think we, we've got a couple of minutes here, Walker. When do you think, uh, you anticipate securing your Oxford office that you want to have and, and maybe getting, uh, boots on the ground as far as your fundraising efforts, getting people out in the field?
9: yeah you know that's a good question chuck i think we wanted to build the structure first and now this last four or five days i've been 100 percent focused on fundraising and we're going to really put some some full-time resources behind the fundraising uh apparatus that we're going to uh employ with the collective um we have an office uh through our oxford chamber of commerce partnership with john maynard uh they were nice enough to uh uh, to offer up some office space for us there in Oxford, we've got uh, three full-time employees now in Oxford uh, that'll be utilizing that office along with myself uh, and William Liston, who's our general counsel, uh, who started the Grove Collective. And again, I'd be remiss with not thanking William for what he did to get us started and give us a huge head start. Um, so, look, I, it's like I told Keith when we took this challenge on the summer: we need we need full-time resources committed to this that are focused on it twenty-four-seven uh which will give us a sustainable model and now that we've got that model in place and we've had the press conference and we've hired some staff the fundraising piece will be where i'm going to spend a lot of my time hiring a few more people uh and putting that apparatus in place here over the next week or so but uh yes full time presence in oxford and you know again just really excited i mean this is a whole new world for all of us um and i'm just i've i've been really really inspired by the response um, and, and I think people are starting to realize, uh, the impact. I mean, if you watch us play on Saturdays, uh, the football team, you see, uh, some of our players that, um, you know, our growth collective ambassadors that are transfers or new, uh, you know, freshmen that, uh, have taken part in this world and, and we're seeing it, uh, you know, transform to success on the field.
4: We got 30 seconds, Walker. What's your one-year goal for membership and, and money raised? What's figures?
9: I really want to get to over 5,000 members. I know I, I said 10,000 at the press conference for a 12- or 18-month goal. If we can get over five, anywhere between five and 10,000 members over the next 12 months uh, to give us a reoccurring revenue model, I think that will, that will get us to a good spot and uh, just continue to build resources and tools for these athletes to grow and develop uh, in this whole new world.
4: Hey, buddy, good luck, thank you so much for your time. And go to grovecollective.net to get get your membership to the Grove Collective. Thanks, buddy.
9: Thank you so much, guys. Great talking to you. You too.
3: This portion of the show brought to you by Gateway Tire, serving since 1929, 54 locations, six states, Gateway Tire goes the distance for you.
6: Can you imagine years of hard work and saving, and now you're worried about outliving your
0: retirement savings? But clients of the Faris Group may not have these worries. Paxton Faris and the Faris Group have over 20 years and a process working towards success, not stress, after retirement. To know how you can truly enjoy a level of comfort and security, talk to the Faris Group. Retirement should be stress-free, not stressful. The Faris Group, farisgroup.com, offices in Oxford and Jackson. The Faris Group, your partner in retirement. Registered representatives offer securities through Security America, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC,
8: the Faris Group, LLC. and Securities America companies are separate entities. Attention, Camp Lejeune toxic water victims. I'm attorney Roberts Wilson with important information that you need to know. If you or a loved one lived or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987 and developed cancer or another major disease, you may have a claim for money damages. To have your claim reviewed, call Roberts Wilson PA Injury Lawyers at 662-533-9111 or visit us on the web at wegetjustice.com.
0: Outback Steakhouse knows steak. Even better, the grills are always hot and ready for your favorites. There's nothing better than pairing a bold steak with a bloomin' onion and one of our signature cocktails. Drop in for a great lunch or dinner anytime for awesome food and a bloomin' good time. Either way, Outback has your back. Visit their locations in Dupelo, Hattiesburg, Meridian, South Haven, Diabraville and Flow with Mississippi, also serving Jackson and Cordova, Tennessee, Outback Steakhouse. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
3: All right, friends, the Cannon Motors of Mississippi, Rebel Yell Hotline. Big thanks to Walker Jones, Grove Collective, for being on with us a little bit later on. Harry Harrison of the Almost Radio Network will join us with the game day outlook. We'll also take a look at the Conor Trophy watch list. We also have some injuries we're going to have to discuss, and that's going to be part of our text messages as well. It's 662-426-1093 if you want to get those text messages in. They're brought to you by Cannon Cleary McGraw. Oxford, Mississippi real estate, you can find your homes for sale, lots, land, condos as well. Go to their website, ccmoxford.com. You can find their agents, the listings, the neighborhoods, the buying, the selling, and anything you want at ccmoxford.com. To the text message line we go, let's begin with the tight end spot, and the question comes in, and I think we've already answered a lot with Hudson Wolf. But is Hudson Wolf, Jonathan Hess, or Trace Campbell, who are tight ends, hurt? And if not, do they get more playing time with Trig out for the year?
4: Well, you know, that got to happen. Absolutely. Um, Wolf and and Jonathan Hess are out. Right. So Trace Campbell is healthy, but he's a true freshman. Uh, Chance Campbell's little brother. Six. He's a big kid. 6'5", 235. And from what I've seen in practice, I'm kind of impressed with him as far as just uh, the tangibles, but we got to – are the intangibles there? Does he know where to go and what to do? You know, he's I, – I like Kieran Heath. I think he's going to be a really good player in the future. And right now he's going to be number two. I do expect that they might use J.J. a little more in heavy sets. You know, they tried that. They put him at fullback uh, the other day on the goal line. M and Hill. Yeah. Together. Yeah. That's a lot of beef in the yeah. front. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, they've got some options, but uh, Hess and uh, Wolf are not two of them. And, you know, from my understanding, Trigg is out. I mean, for the year, probably.
3: You know how excited I got when. Ole Miss got to the goal line, and the quarterback went under center. Yeah. You know, the yeah, quarterback went under center, yeah. and then you had two defensive linemen yeah. in front of a running back.
4: Yeah, I loved it.
3: And I saw it on two other games, too, where teams with similar offenses, so like what Ole Miss is running, mm-hmm. actually got to the goal line and put the quarterback under the center. I love it. I mean, for years, haven't we all screamed at a game somewhere along the line? Yeah. yeah. Like, why are we snapping at five yards back to try and get six inches? Yeah. At that point, or right? seven
4: yards back, <laughs>
3: right? You right. Or from that, you know, from the from a wildcat perspective, yeah. not even having the quarterback yeah. back there and doing things. So that was good to see, and it worked out. And then also on the text message line, curious what Lane meant during halftime when he said, and I think he's kind of paraphrasing, they need to stop messing
4: around well i mean just look at the results it was it just was a bad half and i mean this was a vanderbilt team that alabama beat 55 to 3 and we're trailing them lucky we weren't trailing them 20 to 10 at halftime so uh i mean i think he was saying get your head out of your derriere that's
3: right and just look they held up the two field goals think if vandy actually punches in yeah. in that first half, yeah. score seven instead of. Now, look, Ole Miss turned it on and probably was going to win the game anyway.
4: But. Right, but still, you you, you got to play in this. Right. You can't just show up. And that's what they did. They just showed up and thought they'd prance to a nice win, and um, they got pranced <laughs> themselves For in the first half. Oh, yeah.
3: For a while, there's Hey, no that doubt.
4: Davis kid, that running back, and that Shepherd kid, the wide receiver, Those are two quality players. I wish we had both of them.
3: They are. Quarterback wasn't bad. The thing that finally got to me is, I don't want to harp on officiating very much, they didn't get those. They were holding the whole first half, too. They just finally started throwing some holding on Vandy in the second half because their offensive line was not good enough to handle the Ole Miss defensive line.
4: No, but – You know, in the SEC, you're not going to get those calls on the road.
3: It flipped, though. Ole Miss was getting the holding calls and all that in the first half, and then it kind of flip-flopped there. In the second, well, half. I mean,
4: Vandy started tackling our guys. That's right. I mean, I mean they had to call. Four
3: seventy-seven was holding on like every yeah. play. I, I mean, know one it, thing. But
4: in the first half, when he wasn't so
5: tired, at least he was disguising it. In the second half, he was just tackling. I like people. that. I
4: mean,
5: that freshman quarterback that Vanderbilt has is going to be a really He's good gonna, player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of true freshmen they were playing too. Yeah. So you know they're. They're on the way uh, to going, being better.
4: They're re- they're really going to have to upgrade their both their lines. So even though they played good in the first half, I thought they were more the more physical team than Ole Miss. But you could tell it wasn't going to last, and you could tell they didn't have any depth.
3: That's right. Thanks for those text messages. We'll get to some more maybe as we go along. But now it's the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine.
4: Well, obviously Michael Trigg is collarbone bone issue. Um, Lane won't uh, verify it, but I pretty much confirmed it. He's got a broken collarbone, and the earliest they hope for him to back is the Egg Bowl, but they don't even expect that. Uh, He has used up his year because he's played in more than four games, so he cannot redshirt. Uh, Jalen Robinson is still struggling with the hamstring issue. He tried to go Saturday, played about 10 plays, I think, and then Started hobbling again. Cedric Johnson, I think, hurt his ankle in the game, but he's okay. He's probably not going to practice for a couple of days, but he'll be fine. He's going to play Saturday. Um, Ulysses Bentley, running back, still in a cast with a broken wrist, so he's probably not going to go. Kari Coleman, the linebacker, is back now uh, after missing a couple of games with a bad ankle. And backup running back, Isaiah Woolard, has got uh, an ankle issue, so he's probably going to be not available for special teams, which is what he's been really good at. Yeah, he had been really good. Made a couple of tackles there. i tell you, that running back room has gotten depleted here lately, and I I think that's why you saw Matt Jones Saturday. He's right in the game. I mean, because Bentley's out. Zach Evans is still struggling a little bit with the hip pointer, even though he played pretty good against Vanderbilt. And you don't want to just wear Judkins out. I mean, you you know, you can't give him the ball 30 times a game. It's a long season.
3: And I think your point on Jones is spot on because you you need that third guy, and yeah. right now he's most likely hit. So who cares what the score was, if the game was out of reach, where it was in the game. He needed to actually run the football
4: to get somebody. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, people were questioning why we scored late. Well, you can't put a kid in that's been busting their butt all August and say don't score. That's right. You know.
3: It's not your job to stop yourself. That's right. It's it's the other groups. All right, we'll come back with the game day outlook and our man Harry Harrison on the other side is the Canon Motors, Mississippi, Rebel Yell hotline.
6: Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville.
0: Make Lenora's and Oxford your go-to
1: Looking for the largest selection
2: of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits.
0: Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors.
3: Gary, Chuck, and Gordon in for another Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We've got the C Spire Trophy Watch List coming up at the end of our discussion with our good friend Harry Harrison as part of the Game Day Outlook brought to you by Roberts Wilson P.A., You can give them a call. They'll represent you at 533-9111. Wegetjustice.com. Harry Harrison, how you doing, buddy?
10: Man, it's a good Monday night, 6-0, and a beautiful weekend in Nashville.
3: Could the weather, the weather couldn't have been better there, and we've got a good, comfortable night to sit down and do some things here in North Mississippi and talk about it as well. Harry, I want, I want to start you a, a little bit on the, on the things that, that you saw and, and, of course, being able to listen to you guys on the air, off the air, and the way everything was going uh, about just kind of the, the switch flipped a little bit there with a minute 30 to go in the second quarter.
10: Well, I think I think that last drive we scored right before the half obviously grabbed the momentum back from Vanderbilt. Really slow start by the Rebels. Wasn't totally shocked. I mean, we've gone up there in years past and had to fight to the end just to pull out a victory. Was hoping that was not going to be the case, but after the first uh, 28 or nine minutes, I was beginning to walk. You, but uh, uh, as we scored right before the half, you just feel the momentum. Some adjustments on defense to stop their run game which had kind of carved us up that first half for that five in, in the box, three guys up front and two and, uh, two linebackers. And that, that, we just didn't get that stopped. But uh, second half, we I think the first three uh, series that Vandy had the ball, they had the punt, which was the first in the game, and that uh, led the scores by the Rebels. Came out of that locker room smoking on offense and never looked back.
4: Harry, why do you think it, it, it takes so long to – look out there and say, okay, five in the box is not working. This Davis kid's running over us. Um, you know, why does it take so long to populate the box?
10: <laughs> well, Chuck, <laughs> we've had some we've had some luck with just running that three-man front. I mean, it's not like everybody is running. I thought we did a pretty darn good job against Kentucky with that look. But Saturday, obviously, we had been practicing that four-man down lineman, and Saturday we employed it the second half, and it worked. And I think that's something we'll feel comfortable with going forward if, if we have to do that they want to stay in that 3-2 look with those outside sketches coming up helping on the run uh even some run blitzes you know especially with the Darius Tennyson number 13 he's done very well there but uh you know that, that's everybody look they would like to make that work and continue to have six and on, on passing downs but uh, uh it didn't work it did not work and so uh keep your hat to uh Chris Parchers and company to get that, that rectified at half and, and, and trying the four man front, which did work, which caused three three straight punts. That's when the chain, the, the game totally flip flopped. We we scored I think every possession in the second half with the exception of maybe that interception. But uh, we'll talk about that later.
4: You know, I I like the three four with the two walk up safeties that that can either stay in for run support or 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 go after the quarterback or drop back in coverage. They have the option to do that, and they're athletic enough and big enough to do that. Our safeties are Otis Reese, Ladarius. Those guys, they you know, they're physical guys. I don't like the three two though. Not in the SEC because everybody well, can run the ball. You know,
10: and when you're looking at three-two, Chuck, you, you got if, if your linebackers are not able to get off blocks and not making those tackles, and then, you know you got five guys blocking five guys, and then if you got an H back, now you got six guys doing that. Uh, so uh, you know it makes it tough for five guys in the box to, to stop that run, especially if you got a good running back. I thought Davis for Vandy, certainly five-nine, about two-five or ten. He was definitely a quality back. He ran hard, and uh, it took about two guys to bring him down. But uh, we'll see more of the same, if not better, this coming Saturday, of course, with Tank Bixby and Hunter, of course, two running backs for Auburn. We're going to see the same type situation. So hopefully, Chuck, it won't take 30 minutes to make that adjustment if that's what has to happen. (laughs) I hear you. Harry,
5: Auburn, I mean, they're down to about their third quarterback. You mentioned Tank Bixby. He's a very good player. What do you know about them and what do you think how do you think the rebels will attack them?
10: You know what I, I watched some of their Georgia film this afternoon, Gordon. Uh, the quarterback just is not you can tell he's young, you can tell he's green. he hadn't had a lot of playing time, doesn't throw the ball. he throws it too hard most of the time. He doesn't get it to the right spot to the receivers. Uh, just, you know, he, he'll break and run. He's not going to stand in the pocket very long. Was a he,
5: former old miscommitment by the way, at that. so
10: Yeah, yeah. You know, happy he moved on, actually. Uh, but, <laughs> I uh, am, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got some wheels, so he can run it. And that's going to be a big part of the offense. But he's a guy that's not going to stand very long in the pocket. He, he tends to stare down his receivers. So if you're Rebel defensive backs, you might get some opportunities there. Uh, to make some picks but you know he, he he's a kind of the wild card obviously albert's going to try to run it that's been their wild. that's been their mo all these years to have great running backs tanks big tank Bixby's certainly no different there than what they've had in the past so they're going to try to run pound the football and uh, maybe some play action with uh with with robbie ashford and you know, obviously some quarterback runs with him so uh he could definitely run he'll make you pay he gets in in the, in the open he'll he'll outrun some folks so We'll, we'll probably rush three, maybe four, and have a spy on the quarterback. Be my guess.
4: What do you, What do you think? You have any inside what What happened to TJ Finley? Is I mean, six seven two fifty's got some experience over there, but I, I guess he's just been beaten out, or has he been injured? Or do you know?
10: No, he got he got hurt. Uh, he got hurt early, Chuck, and I don't know if he's back well, or you know, they decided to go in a different direction who knows that coach staff you know if you read all these things they're certainly under a lot of pressure and uh, offensively they're just not not doing very well just not moving the football consistently don't seem to have a a real grasp on what they're trying to do and now you're down to this Robbie Ashford who's actually a, this is either his second or third year in college but he just hadn't played he went out to Oregon and didn't play any out there he played baseball, in- yeah yeah, but uh just didn't play any football and I think he was third team going in. To, I, my question is what happened to Zach Calzada, the guy that transferred in from A and M. He got hurt. Uh, he got is he out for the year? Yeah, he's out. Okay. Well I didn't know I know we hadn't seen him in T J Finley. I'm not sure. I'm looking at their depth depth chart here and uh T J Finley's listed third team. I got him holding Gernier is the second-team guy who is a true freshman. Never heard of him. Don't know where he came from. I don't know if they would play him or try to go with Finley. I'm not sure what Finley's uh, physical awareness uh, is. I'm not sure if he's ready to go or not. But they're going to ride Robbie Ashford as hard as they can go with him, no doubt.
4: Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Harry, kind of a coming-out party for not only Jackson Dart throwing the ball, but – uh, we finally got a big game out of Jonathan Mingo. People have been asking, where's Mingo? And then the third receiver, Jordan Watkins, I, I thought uh, did a really nice job Saturday, too.
10: Yeah, I think Jordan Watkins has really settled in in that slot position, Chuck, and uh, run some really good crossing routes. You know, our go-to guy the first few games pri- prior to this was uh, Malik Heath. And, you know, so they-, they tend to double him on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I-, I was so happy for, for- – for- you know, uh, Jonathan, uh, our wide receiver number one, Mingo, I want to say Briscoe, Mingo, who who set a new single-game uh, yardage record by, what was it, 247 yards? That's a lot on nine catches. Somebody can do the math on that, but that's pretty good. He's leading the SEC in, in, in yards per catch now. But it was a really good game with the exception of a couple bad throws, a couple bad decisions for Jackson Dart, and I was glad to see him. Him coming alive, obviously we've been seeing this maturity in this every week. He's gotten a little better, a little better. Obviously, you don't like to see those uh, those picks he threw. Don't know what happened on that last one down around the goal line when we were trying to score. It looked like just a really bad toss, and it was a bad decision earlier when he threw into coverage downfield when he really could have run for probably fifteen to twenty yards. But that'll come with maturity. He's young, you know. We've talked about that at nauseum. This is only his uh, sixth game to play in, but. Came out hot as a firecracker. I just was excited, Chuck, about the finish we put on because we cause we'd really struggled two games prior to that. But Saturday, uh, the second half was our half, and uh, uh, that offense just was on fire. And uh, fortunately there at the end, some good guys got to touch it. And I think a walk-on uh, fifth-team running back scored a touchdown. So that's what you'd like to see.
4: You know, Harry, the, the only thing that concerns me about this 6-0 and start – I don't believe we've played a four-quarter game yet. and I, No. And we're going to have to in these last six games. Um, maybe starting Saturday, as poor as Auburn's played, they're still going to have athletes.
10: They do, Chuck. And, and their defense is playing pretty darn good. They've got some athletes on that defensive side. A good, d- good big, rangy, tall, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six defensive tackles. And, of course, uh, the, the kid from down at uh, – uh, Gufford, which we obviously recruited very hard, Derrick Hall's in his senior year, he's up about 260 now, and a real force as far as getting to the quarterback. And so, they've got some guys on defense that'll make you look really, really poor if you don't come to play. Uh, where they've struggled is just scoring points. Obviously, they've, they've had some issues at quarterback with three maybe three different guys so far in their six games. But Chuck, you're right, it, it really could be scary if we could put four quarters together, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, we've got the potential to be really, really good. We have not put that all together yet. And that tends to come with a young quarterback. I mean, we all get that. Uh, You know, we've been rushing the football very well. Vanderbilt decided they're going to stop that. So when they did that, that opened up the passing game for us. And uh, so we made them pay there. What what did he have, almost 500 yards passing? It was –
6: 488. Yeah. Yep,
10: 488 passing. And uh, so, you know, we we didn't rush it for that much. But uh, that's okay. We put up 52 points. Well, I was
4: glad to to see the balance. I mean, we've we've kind of been lacking a little balance, and that that showed we can do it, and that's going to send a message to the last six opponents, I think.
10: Well, it is, and the fact that, Chuck, we moved the football consistently. We stayed ahead of the chains. We had some penalties the first half. I think we had six for 60 yards in the first half. That really hurt, really did set us back. That tended to flip-flop in the second half. Vanderbilt was getting those holding calls instead of the Rebels. But the second half especially, I don't. obviously we didn't punt in the game at all. But we kept the, we kept the momentum going. We didn't get behind the change, meaning we picked up that three and four yards when we had to. Never got in third and long in you know, those situations where you just got to make a, a terrific play to pick up a first down. And that's key in our tempo offense. You got to do that. And Jackson Dart was getting it to the right receiver. Plenty of uh, great – covered blocking up front. They gave him plenty of time to throw. Uh, so uh, a lot of things gel that second half. They came out of the locker room, like, like I say, after scoring right before the half to, to grab that momentum. And, and they were off and running after that.
3: Always enjoy the conversation, Harry. Thanks so much.
4: Thank you, buddy. Right, Thanks. See you
10: soon.
3: The prestigious C-Spire Connerly Trophy awarded the top college football player in the state of Mississippi at the end of the regular football season each week right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline. We're the first to present a list of standout players at each of the 10 football-playing colleges in the state. Let's begin. Chuck, go ahead.
4: Well, this should be co-players of the week. (laughs) Jackson Dart should get some mention here, but... uh, Senior wide receiver Jonathan Mingo, since he set a record as a player of the week for Ole Miss, Brandon Native helped lead the number 9 Ole Miss Rebels to a 52-28 victory over Vandy with a record nine catches for 247 yards and a pair of touchdowns.
5: For Mississippi State, senior running back Dylan Johnson is our player of the week for Mississippi State. The Greenville Native... Had a hundred yards rushing and two touchdowns in the Bulldogs' forty to thirteen win over Arkansas. The Dogs are now five and one, ranked number sixteen in the newly released polls,
3: and playing well, very well. There's no doubt about that. Both sides of the football. Southern Mississippi's player of the week was senior wide receiver Jason Brownlee, West Point native, ten catches, one hundred twenty-four, one hundred twenty-seven yards. Southern misses only touchdown in a twenty-seven to ten loss to Troy.
4: Delta State junior defensive back Tyrell Goldsmith is the player of the week. The Hoover native had seven tackles in their forty-seven to fourteen win over North Greenville Crusaders to move to six and zero on the year and number fourteen ranking.
5: There's that man again. Sophomore Shadar Sanders is our player of the week for Jackson State. The Canton, Texas native was thirty of forty-six for three hundred and thirty-two yards. Three touchdowns in a Tigers 28-12 win over Alabama State. JSU is now 6-0, ranked number one in the SWAC.
3: Well, speaking of familiar names, Mississippi Valley State senior defensive lineman Ronnie Thomas wins the award again. I think he's gotten all but one week. We've had Ronnie (laughs) Thomas uh, for uh, Mississippi Valley State. The Clinton native, seven tackles, a tackle for loss, two quarterback hurries, and a loss to Alcorn State.
4: You know, when you're getting the hell beat out of you, though, you're (laughs) going to make make a lot of tackles. (laughs) Somebody got a tackle, right? (laughs) Yeah. Alcorn State junior quarterback Aaron Allen is player of the week for the Braves. The Missouri Texas native was 22 of 29 for 290 yard yards in the 4-1, four and one Braves 37 win over Valley State.
5: Mississippi College freshman quarterback John Henry White is the Player of the Week for Mississippi College. The Amityville, Louisiana native had over 270 yards rushing and a pair of touchdowns in the Shoxtalls. win over Shorter.
3: Oh, I'm glad you got that one because – the county in Mississippi is set differently than what it is in Louisiana, right? It's a mitt county, right? Yeah. Is that and, right? And
4: a mitt Louisiana. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm glad Gordon that's like, got That's like Lafayette and Lafayette. That's right. You know.
3: <laughs> Mississippi College's sophomore quarterback Brody Davis is the player of the week for Millsaps. St. Augustine, Florida is where he's from, but he powered the majors to a 34-28 win over Hendricks, a career-high five touchdowns, and a career-best four passing touchdowns.
4: Senior defensive back Corey Tolliver is our player of the week for Bellhaven. The Zachary, Louisiana native, helped shut out North Carolina Wesleyan and limit them to 157 total yards. Corey had a team leading seven tackles and two interceptions. Congratulations, Corey.
3: And congratulations to all of the gentlemen that we announced there. We'll do it again next Monday night. C-SPIRE Trophy has been... They're presenting sponsors since the inception of the trophy in 1996. Proud to continue to recognize the outstanding college football student athletes of Mississippi. And every time we do this and we start talking about Ole Miss is number nine, and Mississippi State is number 16, and Delta State is number 14, and Jackson State is number one, let you know a lot of good football in this state. No doubt. Lots of good no football. Doubt. Red and blue chips recruiting segment the good, bad, and ugly still to go on the program. Hang out with us.
2: Looking for the largest selection of wine and spirits in North Mississippi? Look no further than High Cotton's Wine and Spirits Warehouse in Oxford, located just behind Rebel Racks. You'll find some of the rarest wines that can only be found at High Cotton Wine and Spirits. They offer their customers a unique experience through their employees' expertise in the wine and spirits industry. The High Cotton Wine and Spirits Warehouse is a destination place for all of you true wine and spirit connoisseurs. Come visit us six days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at High Cotton Wine and Spirits
0: employers are you paying too much for your group health insurance if so call brad camp with morgan white group brad can show our proprietary premium saver plan which could save you as much as 18 to 20 percent on your group health insurance premium brad can also show you our employee needs too offering human resource guidance payroll solutions 401k retirement plans and senior services morgan white group is your largest solely dedicated health and payroll insurance agency in the state of mississippi servicing all of your health dental vision and life insurance needs call brad camp at 662-259-5552 Miss. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Canon Motors, coming up next.
3: So- up this program tonight another edition of the cannon motors of mississippi rebel yell hotline your number nine almost rebels taking on auburn 11 a.m a little bit after kickoff at vaude hemingway um i think we wear powder blue i think that's what you're supposed to do uh show up early stick around in the grove and, and do all that kind of stuff yeah
4: and we got to have the same atmosphere we did against kentucky no doubt. got yes. to
3: Since 1976, Go Orthodontics has been offering friendly, affordable quality smiles. You can find a location near you, Oxford, Saltillo, South Haven, Corinth, Collierville. If you need braces or Invisalign, mention Rebel Yell Hotline. You get $500 off. I'll start with the football. And we'll let Gordon do basketball, and then we got one little baseball nugget. 2023, four-star safety Marvin Burks out of St. Louis is apparently getting closer and closer to announcing for Ole Miss in football. Texas A&M and Missouri are also pursuing. All three of Ole Miss football commitments from the state of Mississippi were selected to the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game. That includes the linebacker Sunturin Perkins from Raleigh, the wide receiver Aiden Williams from Ridgeland, and defensive lineman Jamarius Brown from Moss Point. With that, Perkins took an official visit to Alabama this weekend, but remains committed to Ole Miss and expecting a huge recruiting weekend for the Auburn game. Most of the commits will be in town and several other key targets, which kind of leads to whole thing Chuck says there. That's
5: why we need to be there no doubt.
3: from the beginning to the end. Basketball time.
5: Basketball tidbits. Ole Miss is ranked number 10 in the ESPN, first released rankings for the class of 2023. Ole Miss finished 12th last year in the ESPN rankings, both of the highest rankings ever in the school's history. And I'll say this, I watched them out there working out and practicing, and they've got a lot of talent. Uh, 2024 shooting guard Cooper Haynes took his third unofficial visit. Uh, The 6'2 guard out of Briarcrest holds offers from Memphis, Missouri, Tennessee. Ole Miss is getting closer to an offer, and he is a 2 2024 commit recruit. Top 50 national prospect, small forward Chase McCarty was at Ole Miss basketball practice today, saw him, big kid. His father was inducted in the Southern Miss Hall of Fame uh, in hoops. He is a 2024 recruit from Huntsville Westminster Academy.
3: Huntsville, Alabama, lived there for about five years. Really good basketball place. Really good basketball place. And baseball tidbits on shortstop commit Cooper Pratt from Oxford, now rated the number 35 prospect in the country. Uh, those of you that play the travel baseball have heard of the Yellow Bush Giants and Russell Pratt, is dad, but Cooper Pratt, number 35 prospect in the country. Uh, he put on some shows in the, the summer, without a doubt, showing the range and such. That's a look at our recruiting. Now we'll do a little good, bad, and ugly from Chuck.
4: Well, obviously the good is we're 6-0 and and 2-0 and in the SEC and ranked in the top ten. In the last 31 minutes of the 52-28 win over Vanderbilt Saturday, the Rebels outscored the Doors 35-8 to to erase all doubts about the second-half blues they've been having. Quarterback Jackson Dart was put to the test when Vanderbilt sold out to stop the Rebel rushing attack, and he answered the bell, throwing for over 450 yards and completing 75% of his passes. Jonathan Mingo set a single-game record for receiving with 247 yards. He's been kind of quiet this year, but he got loud against the Commodores. Wide receiver Jordan Watkins also had a good day with nearly 100 yards receiving. And the Rebel defense went to work in the second half as well, holding Vandy to one TD and a two-point conversion. The bad, the first half by the Rebels left a lot to be desired. It's as if the team said, oh, it's just Vandy, and coasted through the first 29 minutes before waking up and realizing they were in a dogfight. The tackling was poor, the offense was kind of hit or miss, and Vandy had a better game plan than the Rebels, running the ball right out of five-man box. Also bad, Ole Miss is yet to put together a four-quarter game, in my opinion, and trust us, from this point on, two quarters of good play will not get it done. Sixty minutes will be required. The ugly, it seems like every time we line up against Vanderbilt, we lose a key player. Deuce McAllister, Michael Orr, they come to mind quickly. This year, tight end Michael Trigg, who broke his collarbone and is likely out for the year.
3: I hate hearing the, the injury part of it. but you—you. You, no, I don't that, like it. Not at all. Well, somebody's got to step up, right next man up mentality. Just got to get there and
4: play. I think it's Kieran Heath. I'm, I'm excited to see him get more reps.
5: I think you're right. He's a very good player. Big-time talent.
3: All right, I want to thank all of you for being a part of it. Those of you that texted in at 662 426 1093. And let me answer, and I answered on the text message line, but a good point, and I'm glad uh, the listener did uh, text message about the Grove Collective website to get that corrected it is the Grove Collective. .net. Okay, yeah, so, I think
4: I said grovecollective.net. That was my fault.
3: So the grovecollective.net, for those of you listening, that's where you need to go to be uh, in touch. Trying to get 5,000 quickly, he says. Yeah. Hope that that can work because as we've said on the program, and we all know, without it, Tough. Tough. (laughs) Vanderbilt, here we come. Look, there is no Wherever you are, whoever the coach is, I don't care. You better be doing it without a doubt. All right, men, we'll play football on Saturday, and we'll talk about it next Monday.
7: All right. Good deal.
3: Have a good week, Rhino. Thanks for making sure we get everything done. That's the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline for this Monday night. So long.